Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Hello and welcome to another edition of Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Happy 4th of July weekend to you. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Tony Colombo. I am here in studio with our producer Chad Ellis. And my partner, Bo Matthews, is continuing to practice proper social distancing and is is connected to the Matthews compound somewhere in southern Missouri. How are you, my friend? (laughs) Hello, boys. I'm good. How are you doing? (laughs) I am doing all right. Um, uh, Got a big show for you today. We have uh, our buddy Dan Buck. Uh, has an event coming up this weekend, happening right now, this weekend, out at the old St. Louis Mills Mall. Um, the Powerplex out there is the organization that Dan's a part of, and there's some really cool live music and fireworks happening out there this weekend and some great events coming up in future weekends we're going to talk to Dan about. We'll also talk to our buddy Jesse from Razorback Armory a little bit later in the show. We're going to talk to Sheriff Dave Marshak from Jefferson County. There's a lot in the news happening that I want to get uh, the sheriff's thoughts on. And, uh, of course, in just a moment here, we're going to talk to our friend Aaron Tarlow, the owner of Southern Armory, the way that we start every show. So we have got a packed hour of Second Amendment Radio in the great outdoors for you. Uh, how are you doing, my friend? I, you know what? I'm, I'm fantastic. I've got the grill cleaned up and ready to go for the weekend. But something that's been lingering in my mind ever since I saw the story of the guy uh, up in, uh, in Florissant carrying the bazooka on his chest, you saw that story, I'm sure. Um, and I, I don't even want to talk about that. Do you know what I'm talking about, by the way? No. No, a bazooka. It's on the... in your backyard. Okay, I'll, <laughs> he doesn't I'll, I'll tell you about it anymore. I'll, t- <laughs> I'll tell you about that. But what I want to know, not even about that. What What do you call yourselves in Florissant? Are you you know like St. Louis is St. Louisans? Oh, what are Flor? What What are you? I don't know. I've never. I've never. Floris. Florissant residents. Florissantian. Florissant residents. That's so boring, Tony. Come on. I have never. Uh. I've never, I've never heard anybody say it that way. That is, but now that you say that, I'm now I'm very curious because fluorescentites. No, Maybe? I don't know. Fluorescentians. <laughs> it's acceptable. Fluorescentians. Okay, now I'm shocked that you didn't see the story that I saw. No, tell me about this bazooka. Uh, okay, so it was somebody that was marching with the anti-police protesters. Yeah. It was, you know, the people's. Uh, police force or whatever they're calling themselves. Uh-huh. Uh, it it was kind of crazy. He literally, I mean, you know, we have uh, we have a, a concealed carry and an open carry law that's pretty liberal in the state of Missouri. But this guy was literally walking around with like what looked to be 
like a, a a bazooka, a grenade launcher, something like this. I'm, I'm surprised that you didn't say. You know, well, they're mm-hmm. calling it a bazooka in the news. Uh, the New York Post, uh, you know, had reported on it. Heavily armed man, uh, including a man with a bazooka. So I guess it's heavily armed men marched alongside anti-police protesters in Missouri. Um, you know, after all the debacle that went up there, but they call themselves the People's Protection Group, hmm. and they arrived. It was this past week, and on Tuesday, I think it was in Florissant. And so these I are the thought, okay. these are the reasons that we have guys like Sheriff Dave Marshak and Aaron Tarlow on the line because I want to get information from these guys on. You know, Aaron is a CCW instructor, has all the answers about yeah. you know, when you can and can't carry and brandish weapons and all that sort of stuff. And obviously, Sheriff Marshak can fill us in from the law enforcement side of things. So let's go ahead and get Aaron in the conversation right now. Uh, Aaron Tarlow, the owner of Southern Armory. How are you, my friend? Good. How are you? Can't complain. I know you are traveling there with young Piper, so make sure you tell her that we said hi. Um, and did you hear this story about that Bo was just uh, describing? Because obviously I want to also ask you about the situation in the Central West End that made national news with the couple pulling um, an AR and a, um, a handgun and uh, pointing it at protesters. Um, so I want to get into that story with you as well. But um, the bazooka story, it, it, did you? are you aware of it, and what are your thoughts? Oh, I see the pictures you know, now. I, I see the pictures I of it now, Bo. Say, I, I think I saw a couple of photos of it, uh, but I don't know enough to really to really talk about it. So what uh, is so, it right? What are the rules about protesting and guns? Are you allowed to march with uh, firearms brandished if you are going to be carrying them openly? Is there uh, um, requirements, safety requirements that have to be taken and you you so, have to hold them a certain way? Like yeah. what are the rules there? So we we can we can really talk about the Central West End and and that yeah. it's all the same topic, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, so when you want to open carry in the state of Missouri, it's allowed. But uh, what we call brandishing, right, or unlawful display of a firearm is when you display that firearm in the presence of one or more person in a threatening or angry manner. Okay? Like the people so, in the Central uh, West End. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. And so when you look at the – we look at – let's say the protesters, right? These protesters are normally having a gun at a holster, right? That's like norm, right? It's not threatening – that's not angry. Um, you're not trying to, you know, you know, do anything. I mean, you just it's in a holster. And then the same thing when a rifle is slinged, right? It's it's slung properly uh, across your back or or in the front uh, or even straight up and down, like if you go across like an arm, like how I carry it when I go hunting. Um, that is all perfectly 100% legal. So you know, you got protesters walking and they've got a properly slung rifle or a properly holstered pistol. There's nothing illegal um, about that. Okay, and that, now, and the, according to the pictures that I'm looking at, that is what looks like was happening in the fluorescent protest. The guy has this thing um, over his shoulder, yeah. so that I don't would, think they make holsters for bazookas. Yeah, he's but he's right. got he's got a strap for it. Yeah, there but in the definitely a strap, and he definitely yeah. has his uh, his rifle pointed down at the ground as yeah. he should. Yeah. But in the Central West End, it's it's interesting because there's a lot of layers to this story in the Central West End because those those people were definitely pointing their guns. I thought they were the way that they were holding their weapons. I thought was very unsafe, just in a general manner. But Absolutely. we can but we can talk about that. You know, that's a different discussion. However, they were not 
they were not uh, uh, confronting protesters on public property. We're talking about protesters who broke down private property, knocked over a fence, and were and were walking on private property. So I think right. you fill me in. I think that there are different uh, laws and and uh, rules that regulate that situation. I'm not saying that uh, I'm not saying that pulling out their guns was the was the right move, but. Uh, I know that there's definitely different circumstances th- to that story in the Central West End. What was your analysis of that? I, I think you're going to be surprised on this one because I've, I've shocked a couple of people. Um, so in Missouri, you cannot use deadly force to defend private property. Everybody's probably head is exploding unless, <laughs> right, here's the unless, there's that forcible felony occurring. So there has to be a threat to serious bodily injury or death and then a forcible felony. And we list all those out in, in the CCW class that we present, and we tell you to commit those to memory. I'm not going to burn up a bunch of airtime going into uh, a depth on a bunch of those. But the ones I want to point out would be, you know, burglary, so they're breaking into your house, uh, or detached building could be burglary too, anything with a roof over it. Oh, I know the sound oh, of, uh, of that. Yeah, we, we've lost okay. Aaron. But go ahead, Bo. Just pick it up well, from there. What are your uh, What was your thoughts on what we saw in the Central West End? You know what? I, and, Tony, I appreciate you asking me this while uh, Chad gets him reconnected. The whole thing was uh, a perspective of the camera angle that we all saw of uh, M- McCloskey and his wife standing there. It looks like it's a pretty long distance. But if you've got three or 500 people, whatever the number was, that are on your property. They're they're literally on your property. They, I think they said they were only like 20 or 30 feet away. And I, I'll just share a conversation that I had with my father who lives in, uh, in Jersey. He said he lives about 10 minutes from Asbury, which is a, a, a pretty rough area. And he's really kind of worried. And gun laws in Jersey are really, really, really strict. But in your home, you can, you can, you know, protect yourself. And we had the conversation about a week ago. I said, what if 50 people, protesters, or rioters, whatever you call it, walk down your street, it wouldn't take anything to overrun your place. So I really felt bad for this couple because we've all thought, okay, what would happen if it came to our own front yard? Well, there was a perfect example. Can you imagine the adrenaline that was going through this couple's mind? It could have taken literally seconds if if there would have been a confrontation uh, that, that they would have charged that couple and game over, yeah. game over. So yeah, but they I, had I, no intentions, and they had no. But they intentions. did. They, they did. had intentions had... on having the mayor resign and <laughs> yeah, protesting. The no, but there. If you listen to the audio, though, Chad, yeah. there there are there are things that are being said to this couple that are they even talked about killing their dog. Well, and the thing is, is you can't. After it, you, it's hard to judge intent. Yeah, when somebody's broken down a fence, yeah, or a gate, that's true, and is walking on private property, and there's dozens, if not hundreds, of them. You know, you're not having a conversation about intent at that point. Now, I will say that it was not a good look. I mean, like I, I said, we'll talk to, we'll get Sheriff Marshak's thoughts on this in just a moment. Absolutely, um, because yeah. we lost Aaron there, but. Um, the way that they were holding the weapons and sort of nonchalantly, I mean, a couple of times they were not, they were pointing them, but not looking where they were pointing. A couple of times the guns were pointed uh, almost at each other. At each other? Uh, yeah, almost, no, I, yeah, saw not almost, I saw that. Yeah, not almost, right. So, so there was but a lot again, of, but I, no, I know, and I, I look, and, and I, 
the the coverage from mainstream media has not been fair because yeah. no. you would you would look Sad. at it in the mainstream media and think that the protesters were out on the street on public property yeah. and these people came out to confront them. They were not. They were on their private property. They had already vandalized and broken down a gate to get yeah. somewhere that they were not supposed to be. And um, and 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 then ironically, another ironic layer to this story is that they were marching to the mayor's house. So they were exposing where the mayor lives and they were angry at the mayor for what they claim was doxing to begin with. So they're going to dox the mayor to protest against doxing. So so that, <laughs> yeah, that whole thing is a mess, too. Go ahead. I Chad. definitely would like to uh, see what the couple were like, what was going through the couple's mind, like when that stuff was happening. Like I know, like we're 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 media. We're supposed to report it, and we're but we're outside looking in. We weren't there, right? right. Um, and we we get all of these like like because both being honest, like what would you do if that was your neighborhood, or sure. what would you do if that was your family's neighborhood and your property, your yeah. house, yeah? And those are those aren't like kickover homes over there. Right. <laughs> those are right. those are million dollar properties. So yeah. I can understand I mean you pay for the gate for a reason. You Absolutely. know, you pay for the protection for a reason and you know, and now you have um a couple hundred or however many it was uh, protesters on your on your front lawn. And even and I mean I've covered a lot of these protests and even protests that don't have that quote unquote intent or they you know, everybody there is is planning on a peaceful protest one Little thing can happen yeah. and things can change in an instant. Let's do this. Let's let's um, let's take a break now and and save a couple minutes and talk to Sheriff Dave Marshak, the sheriff of Jefferson County, and get his thoughts on this situation and um, some other things happening in the news. Since we lost Aaron, I do want to remind you that you can uh, go out to Southern Armory for all your firearms needs, firearms, ammunition, all that great stuff. A great way to keep up with the store is Southern Armory on Facebook. He posts some really great videos there, building guns, cleaning guns. You can get a lot of great information, get a lot of cool questions answered. And you can also get information about the store by going to southernarmory.com. That's southernarmory.com. See, we still did it even without Aaron. So, still got it. <laughs> yeah, make sure you check out Southern Armory on Facebook and southernarmory.com. And we will talk to Aaron Tarlow again next week. So let's go ahead and take this break. When we get back, we will talk to the Sheriff of Jefferson County, Sheriff Dave Marshak on Second Amendment Radio in the Great Outdoors. Heroes proved in liberating, in liberating strife. strife. Not very many people know this this uh, verse of the song. Who more than self, Who more than self thy country loved. Yeah, little Ray Charles, happy 4th of July weekend to you. Thank you for tuning in to Second Amendment Radio and the great outdoors. Tony Colombo back here in studio with producer Chad Ellis. My partner, Bo Matthews, is connected at his home. In just a moment, we are going to talk to the sheriff of Jefferson County, Sheriff Dave Marshak, going to be joining us. Always great information and insight from the sheriff, so don't go anywhere. Uh, also, want to remind you about the great deal happening right now at Intervine, one of our great sponsors, Intervine.com. You can get a free lantern from Intervine by sending an email to VIP at Intervine.com or get 50% off everything they sell, all the flashlights, lanterns, head lamps, batteries in all different sizes and more by going to intervine.com and using my name, Tony, as your discount code, 50% off everything at Intervine. So if you're going to be in the great outdoors anytime 
sometime soon. Make sure you have all of your gear from intervine.com. And of course, anytime we're talking about the great outdoors here on Second Amendment Radio, it's brought to you by Razorback Armory. They're a full-service firearm shop that strives to be the area's premier destination for firearm enthusiasts. A lot of new faces into Razorback Armory, and you should be one of them. In De Pere, a half mile east of 270 on Manchester Road and online at RazorbackArmory.com. Tell them Bo sent you. Mm-hmm. And speaking of Razorback Armory, we're actually going to talk to our buddy Jesse from Razorback Armory in the next segment, and we're also going to talk to our buddy Dan Buck from the Powerplex. Powerplex is the facility that is located in the spot of the old St. Louis Mills Mall. They have some really cool events happening this weekend and in the coming days out there at the old St. Louis Mills Mall location, uh, all hosted by the Powerplex, and Dan Buck is going to get us updated on all of that stuff here in just a few minutes. But right now, let's go ahead and bring Sheriff Marshak into the discussion. Sheriff Dave Marshak from Jefferson County, great to talk with you again, sir. How's it going? Doing well. Hope uh, all of you guys are doing well on a beautiful holiday weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Hope you guys are, are doing well and staying safe and, and all that uh, stuff as well. Uh, so many different things that we can talk about and, and want to get your thoughts on, Sheriff. Um, I wanted to start with this one. We've heard this idea of defund the police, de- dismantle the police. Um, y- you know, that is about the least safe society that I can picture is one that doesn't have law enforcement. However, uh, if we do want to have a discussion about reform, then I'm listening. And that is something that I am I'm willing to call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. To talk about it, and I think it, it is something for you as well. Can you just first off, because we, we had Austin Peterson on the show last week, created a lot of controversy, Austin did. You can listen to the podcast last week if you want to go back and, and listen to it. But one of the things that he said about uh, policing and the most effective way to do so is with a privatized police department that is put in by the people. And I just wanted to quickly get your thoughts and sort of explanation on the fact that you're a sheriff means you're an elected official. You are put in place by the people of your community. You're you're elected to serve in that position and uh, protect the people that are actually voting for you, whereas a standard police department obviously is not installed that same way. Um, can you just kind of, for people that don't completely understand, can you explain the difference between a sheriff's department and a standard police department and kind of what the different responsibilities of the two are? Well, first of all, I'd like to comment, uh, you know, I think it's important for me to, to really get a grasp of the uh, proper context in which you said those things, uh, number one. But I will tell you that um, uh, if that's exactly how he uh, phrased the comment and that was his belief, then I think it's a naive view of policing. Um, he said a lot of think, things, Sheriff, and we don't have time to get into all of them. <laughs> but it was a lot. It was a lot. And it was controversial, for sure. Let me share. Let me share this with you. I think mean, it's a very naive uh, outlook on policing, and if you want to see how that goes, uh, look at that Chaz or Chop or Chump, whatever it was in Seattle that had to be <laughs> Chump. I love that <laughs> because you know the reality is uh, uh, policing in America is much more complex than that. 
then this idea, number one, of defunding the police, um, I, for me, I think is ludicrous. I think at a time when we were asking police officers to do more and more, be more professional, and to handle situations with uh, more credibility and trust, I think we need to invest in them, and we need to invest in these organizations to make sure we're getting the professional police that we deserve uh, as a community and as a society. So uh, defunding is not the is not the way to get that done. I will tell you that law enforcement budgets typically, you know, 85 to 95, 85 to 90 percent of their budget is personnel costs. So, you know, if you take away uh, those needed funds and you reduce your uh, your funding for uh, personnel, you can experience longer response times to priority calls for service. You're going to have fewer investigations. You'll have fewer proactive measures. Uh, uh, for example, uh, those child predators that are out there looking uh, to recruit young children, either in sex trafficking or to some type of sexual violation. So we do a lot of things that are not only responsive but also proactive. And uh, when you take away those uh, needed dollars, that's what you're seeing. You're going to see some increase in crime, and you'll see increase in volatility and vulnerability to our community. And, Sheriff, if uh, we want to talk honestly about the chump zone, let's call it that because I love that name, uh, the chop zone in Seattle that was just dismantled, uh, when I saw the video of uh, the city crews cleaning up after it, I immediately thought to myself, the people that were probably in there, some probably had, you know, good intentions, but you know what? They did, These are the kids that didn't have to pick up their bedroom. They didn't have to make their bed in the morning. It's like they should be in there cleaning up after themselves. But then the sad part was when they opened up the precinct and the police were coming back into it, it just broke my heart because they, it was just overrun with chaos for, you know, the last month. And it just didn't make any sense. So when you take away or defund the police, the other headline was a billion dollars out of the New York City Police Department's budget uh, that's already been voted on. What did they do? The people were rioting right away. And they were they were getting what they asked for. So it, it makes no sense to me. You know, and I think if you look at some of the budget reductions in some of these major cities and some of the consequences as a result, We've seen rapid uh, increases in the number of shootings. We've seen incredible uh, jumps in violent crime. And so this is very predictable, and predictable is preventable. And I think if, uh, if we're moving forward and we want to be optimistic and say, you know what, you know, if we're looking at some reform, I think that we can increase the uh, amount of mental health professionals associated with our profession there are probably some calls for service that police do not need to respond to. Uh, but the reason the police are responding to these calls in the first place is because they haven't been adequately funded initially. And so uh, what's happened is elected officials and politicians push more and more on the police uh, to address homelessness that they can't figure out themselves. Uh, and all these different societal ills are pushed down towards police. And now they're realizing, all right, maybe we created a monster. I don't know how far that's going to go back and what it's going to take, but it's going to take financial commitment well beyond what you're putting into policing. Uh, got a, I got one more. I want to add one more to this. I have a question. Uh, we oftentimes hear of uh, secondary work that uh, police officers do. I know a lot of guys in the city and gals do it in the city at different sporting events. Do sheriff's deputies also do secondary work or not? Because I believe you should do 40, and that's it, because if there's anybody that needs to rest, it's you guys and gals. Um, 
Yeah, so we have almost uh, unlimited overtime. We try to watch the amount of hours so officers aren't burning themselves out. And obviously, uh, officer wellness is incredibly important. You know, just last year, we were talking about the incredible rate of suicide among police officers. Uh, The fact that uh, they're overworked and stressed and and lead a uh, volatile uh, life, both on and off duty sometimes. And we need to do better about taking care of them. And now we're talking about putting even more on them and putting more stress on them. So, uh, it's a dangerous time for law enforcement. We uh, monitor the amount of overtime they're working, but most of our officers, uh, or many of our officers, work overtime uh, just as their peers throughout the entire St. Louis region. Talking to Sheriff Dave Marshak from Jefferson County. Sheriff, in the last segment, we were talking with Aaron Tarlow, who unfortunately got cut off about uh, two of the protest stories that made news in the St. Louis area throughout this week. One was was in Florissant, my hometown. We've seen a lot of protests up there in front of the Florissant Police Department here in uh, recent days, and somebody was armed with what the Media was describing as a bazooka. As Bo mentioned in the last segment, it kind of looked like a rocket launcher almost. Uh, the guy maybe had maybe potato it, gun, maybe potato <laughs> gun, maybe one of those hot dog <laughs> rifles. Who knows? Um, but uh, he, no, he had it. Uh, he had it strapped um, around uh, off his shoulder. He, you know, he wasn't brandishing the weapon, but still, um, it's going to get a lot of attention when somebody's walking around with a weapon of that style in front of a police department. So we saw that, but that was. Your more bazooka aside, your more standard protest, uh, you know, on pu- uh, public property in front of a police department. But then we also had the situation in the Central West End where we had protesters vandalize and break down private property, knock down a gate, and uh, then they were on. Um, a couple's property, and this couple came out, and the husband had the AR, and the wife had a handgun, and, you know, they made national news. Um, as I mentioned in the last segment, the way it was reported in the national news may not have been uh, the most informative way to present it. It was not protesters standing on a public street walking in front of somebody's house. These were people that were on private property and had already done damage, as I said, to a private gate. Um However, you know, I still don't know if the right uh, response to that is to come out with your AR-15. So I want to know from you as a uh, as a sheriff and a law enforcement expert, um, uh, just your opinion. How did you analyze that that situation when you saw um, all the pictures come out this week? Well, look, I think uh, it's in two ways. Number one, uh, we have to look at it from the criminal aspect and. Uh, in terms of you know state statute, state of Missouri, you are allowed to protect yourself. You're allowed to protect your property, uh, and so doing so with a firearm brings on additional factors for consideration. One, number one, you have a legal right to protect yourself, and and that's most important. When a person interjects uh, self-defense or that they're protecting themselves or they feel in fear of themselves. The burden of proof automatically shifts to the prosecutor to prove that they did not feel like that. And that's an incredible burden uh, to overcome. So that's that's the first part in the legal sense. Um, also in a legal sense, you know, no court is really going to um, allow you just to protect your property unless it's inside the home under the Castle Doctrine uh, to be involved in a lethal situation to protect property. And uh, more importantly, if you look beyond, number one, the legal consequences in the criminal court, is the civil liability and the fact that you're going to encourage lawsuits uh, just to protect your property, and that's a dangerous road to go down as well. 
So I, I don't mean to put you on the spot here, and you know, and you, you may not have enough information about what happened there to even be able to fully answer this question. But if you're if you are called to that location, and we have this situation where we have uh, one group that has uh, that's trampling on private property and has already you know caused some damage to private property. Um, but then we have another and group. And by the hundreds. Yeah. There's and, hundreds of them, yeah, too. And another group that, and, and then this couple comes out with the, the guns. Um, you know, what, as a police officer, what are what are the priorities there and and, and how do you handle that? And, and I'm going to make it even more unfair on you is, and tell you that we only have about a minute to go. So, um, <laughs> good luck with that. Yeah. Let's so, cut, wh- what do you think? Let's cut to the chase. The yeah. fact is, uh, you're in a, a Democratic controlled city. You have a, a prosecutor that uh, has, blat- you know, has come out and said that they're aggressively going to look at this. It would not surprise me if she doesn't file charges against this person, uh, against this couple. Uh, she's going to be aggressive towards that. These are the same policies that have put the city of St. Louis as the most dangerous city in the entire country, and uh, that's where we're heading. So, you know, I don't uh, uh, fault them one bit for protecting their property and protecting themselves. And the reality is, uh, it's a good possibility you have a prosecutor in St. Louis City that's going to take a whack at this couple for protecting themselves uh, with firearms. Wow. Is there anything, uh, before we let you go, Sheriff, just kind of one message that you'd have for our listeners and, you know, just to address the situation between the public and law enforcement right now? What is, you know, some good, uh, a good message that people should keep in mind and, and think about as we go through this holiday weekend and go through this, uh, this terrible, this terrible year, this terrible summer we've, we've seen unfold so far? Yeah, what what should uh, homeowners and property owners do? I mean, what what's what's the best advice? Let's let's wrap this up with a couple of things. Number one, uh, the police are there to protect you. Uh, do not hold all police accountable for the mistakes of a few. Uh, there are great professionals out there working this weekend to keep you safe and want to keep our community safe. Uh, the next thing, uh, we are uh, a pro-gun Second Amendment county, uh, and there's plenty of space out here to build your new home if you're tired. <laughs> <laughs> If you're tired of the nonsense uh, in St. Louis City. Yeah, you can move right in next to Bo. We continue to hire police officers out of St. Louis City. I have a couple in the background phase right now. But, look, we need to do a better job uh, working with our community and educating our community into our challenges. Moving forward, I think law enforcement is going to bring up some great conversation and be engaged. uh, So we are delivering the kind of services that our community wants. But uh, defunding the police is not a, a narrative consistent with what you're really getting at as far as an Amen. ultimate goal. So mm-hmm. let's do better. Great stuff as always, Sheriff. I have 20 more questions. We never have enough time. I hope we can get you back on soon and uh, discuss some more. But uh, really appreciate the information and insight you always provide. I always, I always enjoy it. Uh, have a good Fourth of July weekend, and everyone be safe. Back at you, sir. That yep, is Sheriff too. Dave Marshak from Jefferson County. Always appreciate the sheriff's time. Let's take another quick break, and when we get back, we will talk to our buddy Jesse from Razorback Armory and Dan Buck, and to tell us about uh, some cool events happening this weekend and in coming days out there at what used to be the St. Louis Mills Mall, now the Powerplex STL. We'll talk to Dan Buck when we get back on Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Welcome back to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Tony Colombo here in studio with producer Chad Ellis. 
course, my partner, Bo Matthews, continuing to practice proper social distancing and is connected to his home. I want to remind you about our two podcasts. We put out the show podcast every Friday, so you can actually download the podcast and listen to the show before it even airs. Uh, we make that podcast available just about anywhere you get podcasts, but the Radio.com app is my preferred way to get the podcast, and I think it should be for you as well. It's an absolutely free app. You download it. You favorite the radio station. Then you have access to everything. You can stream the station 24-7 no matter where you're at. You can rewind live radio with the new Radio Rewind feature. And, of course, download the podcast of this and every other show on the station. And, again, it is all free. So make sure you're checking that out. The show podcast goes out on Fridays. And our podcast exclusive that this week we'll be talking to our friend Jesse from Razorback Armory. Uh, That is released every Monday. So we appreciate everyone who downloads the podcasts. And if you think you have somebody in your life that would appreciate the conversation that we have here each and every week, please share the podcast with them as well. So we'll talk to Jesse from Razorback in a moment. But as I mentioned in that last segment, joining us now on the phone is our friend Dan Buck from the PowerPlex the new uh, organization out there at the St. Louis Mills Mall. For the folks that are listening to this on 97.1 on Saturday afternoon, you have a chance to take advantage of some cool stuff that is happening this weekend. If you're listening to this on KMOX on Sunday evening, you missed the holiday weekend, but we've got some cool events happening out there at the old St. Louis Mills Mall uh, that Dan can tell us about as well. So, Dan Buck, thanks for your time today, sir. Great to talk with you, my friend. How are you? Hey, Tony. Good. How have you been, my friend? And Yeah, it's been... We've been drinking from a fire hose out here. Oh man! The uh, powerplex for the past since uh, May twenty first. Yeah, so it's been nonstop, man. Yeah, so real quick before we talk about this weekend and the events that you have uh, coming up in the future as well, uh, just a, a real quick update on what's happening there at the powerplex for people that uh, maybe have forgotten. Uh, it's a it's a sports. Uh, uh, installation that was that you guys have been working on for you and I Dan have been talking about this for years and I know it's been your life for years and finally things uh, are, are seem to be going our way and then you know we go into an international pandemic so uh, just give us a quick update on what's happening out there at the powerplex and then tell us about what's happening this weekend yeah it's been a, it's been a crazy run obviously uh, you know we were so close to getting full construction underway you know of course we already have 10 volleyball courts we already have a baseball softball training area and a dance studio and the ice rink's been up and running but when the pandemic hit in March you know the the brakes got put on everything and the economy and the bond market collapsed and so we really had to pivot and look at so how do we serve our community with this massive campus? While, you know, we, we keep maintain social distancing and all the COVID-19 restrictions, recommendations and requirements. And so we worked with the health department on really coming up with what will be allowable, what can we do. But we've got to put some social in this, social distancing. It's, uh, you know, I think before we can economically recover, Tony, I think we've got to emotionally and socially recover first. Uh, people got to mm. just get back to doing normal life things. And there's nothing more normal and more fun and enjoyable as a, as a community than to get out and celebrate music and movies. So yeah. we created the largest drive-in uh, in America. We've been running longer and we're bigger than anywhere else in the country. And it's just been remarkable. Uh, sold out uh, concerts e- each and every night. Uh, we've we put uh, thir- 13 graduations together. We graduated 3,500 seniors across our stage and, mm. and provided that to our community, to those seniors. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast i've been through a lot well as a resident of that area of a north county resident who does not live far from st louis mills mall I am just thankful that you guys have been able to take that massive piece of property and start to turn it into something very productive and very cool for the community. Not, I mean, the whole St. Louis Metro community, obviously, it's there for and they can take advantage of it. But especially us folks up in North County, uh, a big thank you to you guys for what you have done. And I just saw a news story that said that uh, over the past month, I think, the number one movie theater, the number one grossing movie theater in the country was a drive-in in Michigan somewhere. So this is the thing. <laughs> now drive going back to the drive-in is uh is the thing to do so and and everybody also this weekend is looking for a place to see fireworks because so many different firework um displays have been canceled so tell us about what you guys have happening this weekend at st louis mills mall at the, at the powerplex yeah, you know we were going to shut everything down in middle of part of june and schnooks came to us and said no 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 we've got to keep this going through the fourth we've got to give our community a fourth of july everybody else is canceled and and Schnooks was just really committed, and we also had McDonald's step up, and we had Missouri Lottery stay with us from the very beginning. And, and they just understand the importance of this from, uh, from a sense of community, that we've got to give America a birthday party, and we all could use a little party in our life right now. And so that's what we're doing. For five days, it, it all kicked off with ELO on Wednesday night with a remarkable party, and we followed that up with the Steve Ewing Band and Hounds uh, with the movie um, – Blues Brothers on Thursday, and then Friday we had Freebird USA, and and Apollo 13 was the movie that night. And then on Saturday it's going to be an amazing country music doubleheader. We open with uh, Flatliner, a great country band out of Alton, Illinois, and they're the warm-up band for Brushville. And if you've never seen Brushville, they come out of central Illinois. They absolutely rock the place. This lot will be jamming tonight tonight. for, you know, Saturday. I know some of your KMOX listeners will be hearing this on Sunday, but it's going to be the best country doubleheader in the in the in, of the whole year. We can assure you of that. And then that that's followed up by a huge fireworks display that uh, is planned. It'll, it'll be put to music. It's all orchestrated and cool. choreographed. Yeah, so it's going to be a, a remarkable night. We've got a sold out show uh, on the fireworks side of the mall. We've Sold just about every ticket for that. We have a few tickets remaining for the country concert. And, of course, you have a great view of the fireworks if you're at the concert as well. So uh, if people want tickets, you better get them quick. It's at driveinstl.com to get those. And then tomorrow we wrap everything up with 
three more bands on the main stage with a car show, and we'll have burgers and food and and uh, over 400 classic cars, thanks to our friends at Fast Lane Classic Cars who are uh, bringing them in. As you know, every car show in the region has been canceled over the past three months from Easter to Memorial Day. So this will be the first big car show in a long time, and people can come out and really enjoy great music and good good burgers and, and have a, a fun time of it on Sunday. Good stuff. And, Dan, all the, uh, all the uh, efforts that are going in uh, has been a series of events, not just for this holiday weekend. Can you tell us about what's coming up in the near future for the uh, Powerplex? You bet. Well, we are wrapping everything up on, on July 12th, but we've got four great concerts uh, before then. On, on the uh, 8th, which is Wednesday, we've got Johnny Henry Band. And what's great about this night, it's our community appreciation. So many people have been so good to us. Uh, Schnooks asked us to make one night just super affordable to make sure we packed the lot. And we're going to have a community appreciation with Johnny Henry Band and the movie Shrek on Wednesday. And then Thursday, we'll have <laughs> The Big Lebowski is the movie. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, and the Schwag, which is the Grateful Dead tribute band, one of the best tribute bands in the land for the Grateful Dead, will be here rocking the place on uh, Thursday night. And then we wrap things up with two great Christian concerts, Joy FM and Boost Radio are putting on two fabulous Christian concerts uh, for King and Country, one of the top Christian contemporary artists in the in the country right now. And they're going to be here both Friday and Saturday night. And that'll, that'll conclude Drive-In St. Louis. It's been a remarkable nice. concert series. And and really good for our community. And, and you guys, we want to thank 97.1 for all the great support you've given us through this time. And, and yeah. KMOX as well. You've yeah. covered it great and helped Anytime. us get people out here. Anytime. Dan, that's Dan Buck from the Powerplex STL, uh, formerly out there at the old St. Louis Mills Mall location. And, Dan, again, for the folks that are hearing this on Saturday and might want to try to get out there tonight or take advantage of the events happening uh, tomorrow on Sunday. And for the people who are maybe missed it this weekend listening on KMOX but can still take advantage of those other uh, those other movies that you were just talking about, what is the best way to get all the information and just in general to keep up with uh, the developments as you guys move forward with the PowerPlex? You bet. The easiest way to follow all of it is on our Facebook page, which is PowerPlex STL. Uh, but you can get those tickets and see the whole lineup of bands for Drive In St. Louis by just going to driveinstl.com and uh, you'll see the whole lineup. You'll be able to click through, get your tickets right there online. And uh, again, if you're trying to get the 4th of July concert for tonight, it's going to be a packed house. So mm-hmm. get them quick. We do have about 75 cars left, but we expect that to sell out probably by midday. So, uh, you know, get 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 on the horn or get on the Internet right now and yeah. and get those spots. And you'll also learn about the car show and the concerts next week. Always great catching up with you, Dan. Stay in touch and uh, we'll talk again real soon. All right. Bo, Tony, thanks so much. You guys have a happy 4th of July. Back at you. You too, buddy. All right. And now we are going to switch over and talk to our friend Jesse from Razorback Armory. want to remind you on this uh, holiday weekend, if you're going to be out and about going fishing, don't forget about our friends out at Bluff City Outdoors in Alton. Uh, 2813 East Broadway in Alton, right there on the banks of the Mississippi River. They specialize in big catfish gear, but they also carry a huge selection of crappie and bass lures and everything that you need for your next fishing trip. So make sure you check them out at bluffcityoutdoors.com. Now let's go ahead and get Jesse on the line. Jesse from Razorback Armory. Great to talk with you, my friend. How's it going? 
Hey, good. How are y'all today? Doing good. I want to remind folks that we only got a few minutes here left on the show with Jesse, but he is going to be sticking around uh, as part of the podcast exclusive. So don't forget about both of the podcasts that we put out every week, the show podcast on Fridays and the podcast exclusive on Mondays. Get the podcast just about anywhere you get podcasts. Radio.com app is the one that I always suggest. So uh, we'll have a chance to uh, talk about some of the issues that we've been discussing and some more issues on that podcast exclusive with Jesse. Uh, make sure you check that out when we drop it on Monday. Before we let you go, or before we wrap up the show, though, Jesse, what is happening out at Razorback Armory? Has things slowed down at all, or are we still seeing that full-court press on the gun industry that we've been talking about basically all year? Yeah, it's not slowing down and doesn't look to be slowing down anytime soon. Uh Still got a lot of new faces, but now we're starting to see a lot of our uh, existing customers' clientele uh, coming in, buying, uh, trying ammo, guns, accessories, everything. It's it's all moving about as fast as I can get out of boxes. Gotcha. Got the, the the temperature of the customers that are coming in though uh, are are they like freaking out to you? Are you able to talk them off the ledge and calm them down a little bit? It's it's not. It's, it's kind of crazy. We went from full panic mode to now people are, are buying. It's kind of, I think it's switched to kind of political now. They're looking at, hey, I want to get this because I think they're, it's going to get scarce and the prices are going to keep going up. And I think they're they're kind of just judging the, the climate out there. And uh, and they, they just don't want to be caught without or not or without enough, you know, so. Yeah. We're, we're trying. We're trying to. We're trying to get it. Get them their products and gear and everything as uh, as quick as we can. It's just it's harder. And in the industry wise, it's just getting harder and harder to find everything. So we've talked a lot about ARs on the show today because of the story here in St. <laughs> Louis. And I know that uh, you can get your next AR from Razorback Armory as well as uh, uh, all your firearms needs taken care of out there. Jesse, before we wrap up the show, tell people about what they can find out there at Razorback and uh, how to find you uh, physically Certainly. and website, social media, all that good stuff. Yeah, full-service shop, so handguns, rifles, pistols, ARs, ammunition, gear. Uh, we're at 12072 Manchester Road uh, in De Pere, right next to the tennis shop. Um, also, social media, uh, Razorback Armory on Facebook. Uh, also, um, RazorbackArmory.com for the website. But, uh, yeah, uh, call, stop by, come see us. We'll get you taken care of. Great stuff. And like I said, we are going to continue the discussion with Jesse from Razorback Armory on this week's podcast exclusive. And we will release that on Monday. We release that podcast every Monday along with the show podcast every Friday. So thank you so much for downloading and sharing those podcasts and for listening to Second Amendment Radio. Uh, we're going to see you back here next week. Enjoy your 4th of July weekend. Have a great, fun, safe weekend. And for our producer, Chad Ellis, and my partner, Bo Matthews, I am Tony Colombo. Thank you for listening to another edition of Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. See you, boys. Happy birthday, America. Get more at 971talk.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 